Hi, this is Marcos over at Star Tours. I don't listen to podcasts often, but when I do, I listen to Mousecapades. You're at the right place at the right time. You found the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears. It's supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. I hope you enjoy the show. If you're like me, you're going to laugh a lot. We invite you to pull up a chair. Relax and get ready to take a trip to the vacation kingdom of the world. So, grab your magic bands and your Mickey ears. Here we go. Because it's time for another episode of the Mousecapades Podcast. It means no worries for the rest of your days. It's a problem-free philosophy. Happy Monday, everybody. Hey, you started the work week off right. You downloaded our show and you're listening to us. So good for you. Thanks for doing that. We really do appreciate it. Today, we're going to be answering your listener questions. This is Nick and I'm here with Vicki and this is episode 386 of the Mouse Capades podcast. You're listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mouse Capades podcast. We would like to encourage you to always check out our friends at WaltExpress.com for Disney deals, tips, tricks, and all things Disney. And as always, Nick is going to give you the latest blogs that are up at WaltExpress.com. WaltExpress.com, we have signs at Disney World that guests never read but should by Mandy Middleton. Another one up there by Mandy Middleton as well why animal kingdom is more than just a half day park well it is mandy i'm just saying and disney 101 character dining at disney world parks and resorts by callie turney and one more jungle skipper canteen a disney world dining review by vanda bean go ahead and check all of them out and all the lovely articles over at waltexpress.com so in this episode we said we were going to answer listener questions and this is one of our favorite times is to be able to help other people out and helping spread some magic so this one is from Robin from Pittsburgh and it says, Mouse Capade friends, we heard you talk about the handmade candy canes at Disneyland. We are going to Disney World this Christmas. Can we buy homemade candy canes there? Thanks. Unfortunately, Robin, Disneyland is the only place that you can buy a homemade candy cane. However, Disney World still has yummy treats that you can buy. And here are some places we looked up that you could visit while you are there to get some yummy, yummy holiday treats. And that would be the Main Street Confectionery at Magic Kingdom or Goofy's Candy and Disney's Candy Cauldron that are both found at Disney Springs. They're on opposite sides. One is closer to the older side of Disney Springs and then the Disney's Candy Cauldron is in more than newer is the newer air by like Splitsville. But all of these places will have delicious treats for me for you to choose from. I apologize. We too wish that we could have handmade candy canes at Disney 
world. And I know that a lot of times Nick gets upset because Disneyland does get those delicious treats, mostly churros. I get, I get a little cranky because they have the quite the churro selection over there. And I feel like it seems like they just have like a churro farm. And we should have a churro farm over at Walt Disney World. Yeah. I, you know, I, I find, myself, kingdom. find myself at the world more often than I do at the land. And one thing I will say, they have a lot of churros. I wish we had some of those share the love over on the east side as well. But yeah, to answer your question, man, I really do wish they would have the candy canes over there at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando. You know, Disney World in Orlando. I would love to, you it's know. A fun thing. You know, wake up from my bench because I'm homeless on Main Street and walk over to confectionery and Correct grab me. myself a homemade candy cane. I did. I can't remember, Nick, I know that we talked about how long those were um, when that guy retired last year. They are $13. Those custom made candy canes are $13. Because when I was researching to find out if Disney World, in fact, had them and I wasn't aware of it, but I was right that they don't have them. It's it's Disneyland favorites. Here's a question, and it's coming from Janice from Springfield, Illinois. Hey, look, that's just, what, an hour and 15, hour and 20 from us, I think? Something like that. You know, we're we are going to Disney World in January. We are staying at Pop Century Resort, but we really want to try the pool. I see this at Arna Animation, and my brother and his wife are staying there. Is it true that we can only swim in the pool at our resort, or are there ways around it? from Janice. So it is true you, you can only swim at the pool at your resort unless you're like at a, so other value resorts like the all-star resorts you can walk over right. to the other pools which uh, I did recently. I walked over to Music which is right next to all-star sports. It's awesome. Uh, not Music. It's it's uh, it's movies. So I apologize. Isn't it mu- movies? No is- Music is right by you because I told you to go there because the three Caballeros Oh there. that's right. That's right. That's right. And I did walk right into their pool and you can. It's not locked. You don't have to use your magic band to access the pool. But over there at Pop Century, you don't have, there's no, there's no magic band to get into the pool at the pop. But when you walk over to the Art of Animation, it is gated. And you, the, the main pool that is. And you do have to use your magic band. Now you do say that your brother and your wife are staying there at the same time and his wife. So I wonder why they couldn't get rooms at the same resort. Maybe they both wanted to try separate resorts or something like that. It doesn't say and I was wondering that too but Art of Animation Nick really is closer to a moderate resort. I mean we've talked about this before. Oh no it is. So maybe it was a money thing. So let your brother and his wife walk in and hold the gate for you and you're good to go. I mean you're fine. No one's going to say anything. So I read your question and I went online to see and they're not going to want to throw you out. Just they said, go in and act like you belong there. Go in, If you're going like for your sake, you're going in with brother and his wife. He's going to have a magic band that's going to get him in there and you just walk in there like you're with him and they won't probably stop you. What website? Did you go to? What? I went to mom panel for Disney. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, why? No, that's cute. Well, anyways, so um, that's what they said. However, I had a friend and I know that this is the case because they said they're kind of sticklers more at the deluxe resorts, except especially if they think it's going to be an overcrowded situation. Then they may check bands to make sure that you really belong there because they don't want to get people in there that really don't belong. But for the most part, if you act like you belong there, they're going to let you in. But um, the the website that I went to just said, good luck. You just never know. A lot of people are successful at pool hopping. And 
I gotta say, if I was you, I would want to hop on into the Polynesian pool because it looks pretty amazing when every time we go there. But we're not condoning that. No, I know. I'm not we're not condoning any pool hopping whatsoever. I'm not condoning breaking the rules because I really am a rule follower. But man, it looks amazing. So question number three comes from Reba in Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was wondering if it was Reba McIntyre, but it had no last <laughs> She listens name. to our show? Yeah, maybe so. Nice. Maybe she can do a voiceover for us. <laughs> do, do our new intro? <laughs> Maybe so. It'd be a country intro. I, I couldn't do it. That would be awesome. I could not do it. My family's going to Disney World for the holidays. Our friends told us that we just have to go to the Candlelight Processional because it will make our whole trip in Christmas season. How can I ensure that I will be able to be a part of this historic event at Epcot? So we agree with uh, whoever told you that, Reba. Uh, I have been to the Candlelight Processional and we go on Christmas Eve. If you've not listened to the show very much, you may not have heard me say this, but we have a Christmas Eve candlelight service that we have grown up with and here and where we live in St. Louis or St. Peter's. And that is the closest thing that we can get to it while being at Disney. So we get, we're in the Disney bubble, but we also get to have our Christmas Eve candlelight service. We are not the ones holding the candles. It is actually the performers, but that's fine too. And we actually get to hear the story of the birth of Christ, which is amazing. And then it's played with an orchestra. And we found out the other day when Nick and I were doing a show that it's 800 uh, people that are actually singing in it. So it's pretty cool. I don't know that at this late a date, unless you're talking about going to the holidays, next holiday season, that you're going to be able to get a reservation for a dining package because that's what they usually recommend that you do because that, that starts 180 days out and those pretty much fill up. However, I will let you know that this will be our fifth year there. So for the first four years, we have all, the four of us, seen it. Excuse me. There was one year that I didn't get to see it because I was not feeling well. My son went back with me. But we have seen it just using the standby line. We would encourage you to get in that standby line by at least 45 minutes to an hour before the show just to ensure that you're going to get in there. You may not have the best seats if you do that. But I, I think if you get in between 45 minutes to an hour before the show, you're pretty safe. And if you have a family with you, like children that you want to keep busy, of course, you could give them their own devices. But we always play heads up. And sometimes even the other guests join in with us. And it's kind of a fun time for us to goof around and enjoy time together while still being at Disney, but waiting for the next thing that we're hoping to do. And it's nuts. People do wait in that line for a long time and stand there and just wait. In oh, well, there was a lady for line. three hours. <laughs> but it is totally worth it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love how it's dark. You have the candles. People are singing. You have the choir. It, it makes your hair stand, right? You know, on your body, and it's just a really cool awe experience, to be honest with you. And when you have, you know, the guest like Neil Patrick Harris, yes, you know, come up and and speak and and read to you all and and go through the entire uh, night, right? You know, the process, the entire night, and the meaning of Christmas and things like that. It's just a really cool experience. Something that Disney does only once a year or one time, you know, throughout the year. Right. And it's very humbling. It's very powerful. You know, you know. It, it always brings a tear to my eye, Nick. And I've this will be the fourth or fifth time that I've seen it this year. So I, I encourage people to go to it. So I watched the other one at Disneyland with Chris Pratt. Okay. And it was just amazing. The lights were all turned off. Did you watch it on right YouTube? There and, and it was right there um, by the train station. And it was simply amazing. Yeah, it was live on YouTube. And it was simply amazing. I mean, just with the, the singers and, and him speaking and and it was that all experience even watching it through a television but being there is completely different that's when your hair is really going to rise and you're going to feel like you're part of something special and you can sing along i mean they full well expect you to sing along with them and for us that's 
I don't know, it just makes us feel like we're a part of the concert in itself. But Reba, if you get to go, I will hope that you will text or uh, message us through Facebook and tell us what you thought and were you indeed happy that your friends told you that that would make your whole vacation. All right, so this next question, it says, Dear Nick and Vicky, I've been listening for the podcast for quite some time and finally I'm now... Uh, texting into the show is it true that the parks are busier on some days than they are on others any advice that you have would be helpful henry from arkansas so henry yes it is true typically like on the weekends magic kingdom is going to be uh busier than usual and so is like uh uh, disney hollywood studios those are going to be busier on the weekends than i would say epcot and epcot will still kind of be busy too on the weekend but animal kingdom and epcot honestly now i'm thinking about vicky i think on the weekends uh, it's a toss-up, but I will say Magic Disney King- Springs. I will say Magic Kingdom is going to be the busiest park, especially on the weekend. Yeah, I would say throughout the work or throughout the week, like on a Monday or whatnot, maybe Magic Kingdom. Yeah, definitely again on on Wednesday as well, and then definitely Friday and Saturday. Uh, if you could go to the Magic Kingdom on a separate day, maybe a Tuesday or Thursday, I would suggest going to Magic Kingdom then. Uh, same with Disney Hollywood Studios. I think with Epcot, you're pretty much okay on Sundays and throughout the work week. Um, you know. Animal Kingdom, I would say that's one of those parks where you could probably go to any day of the week. Unless you're wanting to get into Pandora. What are your thoughts? So um, I did research this a little bit just because I know what we primarily see when we go, but it is Christmas, so it's going to be crazy any time that we're there. We just try to limit or bring down the crazy and figure out when are good times for us, for our family to go. But they are saying that Magic Kingdom is less crowded on Wednesdays. On Wednesdays. See it. They said a lot of people um, do a long weekend, like a Friday to a Tuesday or a Thursday Thursday to a Sunday. So for whatever reason, the hump day is the um, day that you will want to go to Magic Kingdom. They're not saying you shouldn't go to any other parks on that day, but that seems to be the lower count for Magic Kingdom. Um, The other thing that I knew already, Nick and I have talked about this before. I know some people see, oh, extra magic hours. I'm going to go to that park on that day. Well, think about how many uh, resorts are at Disney World and that filter into all of those parks. And if everybody thinks that way, then it's typically going to make it a pretty large opening, which Nick can attest to because of a incident that he had at Hollywood Studios where he had a reservation and then couldn't even get in there because so many people were there at extra magic hours and it just was a mess. So you may actually want to do the opposite. And I've not really tried this out yet, but I do have a friend that did. And that is when you see extra magic hours at Magic Kingdom in the morning, go to a different park. Try out Hollywood Studios, try out Animal Kingdom, try out Epcot, because a lot of times uh, people do have park hoppers and they start at the park with the extra magic hours and then move over to the other parks. You can always try that on another day when it doesn't have extra magic hours. I will say, Nick, and you can, you don't do the extra magic hours in the morning as much as we do, but extra magic hours at night seem to be not as bad. Do you think that's because everybody's exhausted or people are getting their kids to bed? Probably. I mean, it all boils down to the kiddos. I think kiddos and and families are probably going to get up earlier. I like sleeping in, going in the evening, but I really don't pay attention to the magic hours, to be honest with you. Right. No, and I know you're not um, driven by that, but I know a lot of people that we know that we've helped book trips for, they'll be like, oh, I saw extra magic hours on this. Right. So Henry, I mean, as far as Magic Kingdom goes, if you're, you know, tried and true, traditional Magic Kingdom, sounds like Wednesday is going to be your best bet. Yeah. But stay away from the weekend 
weekends and like Monday and Fridays and things like that. But all the other parks, I, I think I think you're okay to go. You know, I mean Hollywood Studios. I would I would also say probably you're okay on like a Wednesday or a Thursday, but stay away from Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But you know, Animal Kingdom, I think you can go pretty much any day. To be honest with you, but yeah, it's true. It's true, Henry, that there are busier days throughout the week than others. And it just depends. Um, like Vicky said, <laughs> you know, a good point. Look out for those magic hours and see when what days of the week they fall on for what park and possibly try to go to a different park. I don't know when you're going. Hey, Henry, matter of fact, text us back in 407-674-0414 and we could probably come with a more itemized or detailed touring plan for you. Uh, exactly. It depends when you're going too, buddy. I want to kind of know uh, if you've already planned something, if you are going or whatnot. So text us in. We w- I want to hear I want to hear back from you. So this question, it says, Dear Mascapades friends, we want to book a trip next year for our less crowded time at Disney World. When would that be? This is from Beth in Charlotte, North Carolina. For me, the less crowded times, and I've pretty much gone every quarter throughout the year. Yeah, now you have. I would say the best time for me or my experiences would be right after school starts. So late September, early October. Right. Definitely going to work out for you. The week after Thanksgiving, believe it or not, was yeah. last time I was there after Thanksgiving was amazing. Um, also, yeah, I would say probably the less crowded times. It's, it's going to be during that period because, you know, once you get into Halloween and Christmas and the new year, and then you have the run Disney events that are going on. Right. Right. Um, and the cheer competitions and the basketball right, games exactly. and the volleyball. <laughs> Ironically, though, a lot of your festivals are going on during the time. True. Um, in the fall time as well. But the best time to go for me has always been that September time frame, mid to late September, you know, early October, and then right after Thanksgiving. Um, any other time, it's pretty much going to be busy. It's going to be packed. Yeah, it, it's really crowded. And that's what I, I was looking at some crowd calendars. And I know Nick and I look at those from time to time. And then base it off of the times that we've been there as well. So it's hard to say because Disney is becoming one of those places that's crowded a lot. And for many reasons, like what Nick was saying, there's all kinds of festivals going on and, and they have competitions going on. So, you know, I'm going to go by what I like did a what about generalization of it. So spring break, spring break is super packed. Oh, yeah. It's it's very so much I know, like, like Christmas. The numbers are close. Probably right before spring break would be a good time, too. I can also tell you, like, when not to go. <laughs> I mean, right. like, we just kind of mentioned Christmas time. We kind of mentioned the New Year's, you know, things well, like that. Well, if you go there, just you're going to expect you're going to have crowds. You need to pick something that works for your family. I always find found also, Vicki... Uh, and who, who, this is uh, Beth. Is this Beth? Yes, Beth. Beth from North Carolina. Late May and early June was okay, but like mid to late June and July is really busy. It's still getting hot though. Oh, it's hot. So the last week in January, I kind of looked and summarized from a bunch of different sites. Last week in January, the last two weeks in February, because you have the running stuff, the marathons going on at the Disney. beginning of February. Thank you. Um, the first week of March, because spring breaks typically start the second week on in March, and I know first week of March is actually when Kaylee and Brad are going this next year. The last two weeks of April and the first week of May is before when school, before the schools let out again. And then the last three weeks of September because everybody is in yep. back in school by Labor Day. And so those should be have minimal wait times or you may even be able to walk on rides depending on the day. So give that a try. Um, 
if you haven't booked your trip, of course, this is a shameless pug. Uh, Nick and I would love to help you book your trip to Disney World. So the next one comes from, let's see here, Chad from Virginia. Nick and Vicky, do you think we should take the traveler's insurance for our Disney vacation? We don't usually purchase the traveler's insurance, but we would love your thoughts. Chad, um, I'll let you, I have my opinion as well, but I'm going to let you answer this one first, Vic, and then I'll, I'll rebuttal after that. So this is an interesting question. We usually take the insurance because of what time of year we go. And so we don't know how to account for snow. Like today, we uh, are having snow in the state of Missouri, which was not prepared for. Yeah, it's 60 degrees yesterday. <laughs> it's 20 and we have like three inches. It's nuts. It, yeah. It's, it's been doing that for the last month. It's just crazy. Uh, and this was supposed to be the off month, Nick. This was supposed to be the warm month, they said. And apparently well, they... I hate to see the cold month. I know. That's what I'm saying. So if you know you're wanting, wanting to go during a snow time or a hurricane time, I definitely would take that insurance because you want to make sure that when you're putting that much money into a trip that you get to have that trip. Another thing is if you have a, a very ill family member, I would strongly, strongly, strongly suggest that you get the insurance. And here I'm, I have a story to tell you as to why you should. So we have a f- couple that took their five kids to Florida. This was in June and they drove the whole way. And from Missouri, that's 17 hours. Well, they drove it straight because they had three drivers in the car. So they swapped out the driving and went straight there. When they got to Florida or to Disney World, they slept for a little while. And then when the parks opened, they got up and headed to the Magic Kingdom. They were supposed to be there for a six day, four night, or excuse me, five night trip. And um, they knew going in that the husband's dad was not doing well at all. And so they got up and they went to their first full day at the Magic Kingdom and they were able to get that first full day in. But they got up the second day and headed to Animal, or excuse me, Hollywood Studios. I don't know where I got Animal Kingdom. Um, headed to Hollywood Studios only to get the phone call that um, the husband's dad had passed away. And they went back to the resort, packed everything up and headed to Missouri and they didn't have the insurance. Now, Disney was kind and gave them some Disney dollars, but they had to be used within the year. And that this was the um, summer of 2017 and their oldest child went to college that fall and they just couldn't work out a date that would work for the entire family and so they lost all of that money and I would hate when I know how much it takes for people to save up for a trip to Disney World for you to lose that so my opinion I would say buy the insurance if in those situations if you don't have anything like that like if your family members seem I know death can still happen but I'm just saying if you don't have an ill family member or it's not a time of year that the weather is a concern, then you could take the risk. Oh my gosh, Vicky. So that's like an extreme story there. Right. But I wanted to, I want them to realize why insurance, because we pay for it, Nick, every day. You and I pay yeah. car insurance, health insurance, life insurance, and we do it. So we have the insurance that we're okay. But then we think about on a vacation, it's not as important when mm-hmm. in all reality, when you're putting out that, that big bundle of money, you want to make sure that you get to enjoy it. So I just, so taking my dad, my brother, uh, we're going to be staying at Pop Century and know, taking them exciting. in February. And I purchased the insurance. I purchased the insurance on the on the plane tickets because you just like you just don't know what's going to happen. Right. Life's life and life happens. 
right? You just don't know. So Chad, I would suggest yes. I mean, if something were to happen before, during, you're protected, right. you know, and you can just file that claim and you're 100% protected. So I would say yes, go for it. Now, it's going to cost you some extra dough. I get it. But you know, you never know when you're going to need it. And when you do need it, you're glad you have it. Just like Vicky said with car, and, you know, home and life insurance and stuff like that. A trip is no different, you know, ensure that trip. And I would suggest yes to, to everyone, ensure your trips because life happens. So the last question that we have today, I hope that we've uh, filled our time. If we end quickly, I think you guys will forgive us. But uh, it says, Dear Mousecapades Ohana, which so this is obviously somebody that listens to us. Sweet. They said Ohana because I always call us our Ohana. I will be visiting Disney World in April of next year, staying at the All-Star Movies Resort. I've heard so many wonderful stories about the variety of resorts on Disney property. Am I able to visit the other resorts even though I'm not a guest there? I think I've heard that it's okay to do this. In fact, I thought I remember Vicky saying that she resort tours during her Christmas trips. This is uh, Virginia Green from Michigan. You most certainly can, Virginia. I mean, you can go to any resort that you'd like to go to. I did it on my last trip. Vicky does it all the time. You just catch that bus and you just travel or you can catch an Uber. Go to the resorts. I encourage everyone to go to the resorts because you're going to see the different tiers and the value within every single tier. You know, you have your deluxe, your moderate, and your values. You're going to see the difference, the quality, and everything in the amenities and everything that you have available at your fingertips and what you can do at these resorts. So I encourage everyone. I mean, all the resorts are are different. They're all different and they provide different things for all of the guests. So definitely, I mean, even that loop, like that monorail loop, that's nothing. Go ahead and get on that monorail. Go from resort to resort and look around. It's really cool. You're going to see the uniqueness of each resort, you know, and a lot of resorts, you're going to see that it's, you know, a lot of people when they book their vacation, it's either it's either going to be booked on like convenience or the price of the resort. You're definitely going to see that when you're traveling from resort to resort and see which one is like in the middle of that Disney bubble, that physical bubble on property, or even on the monorail loop, you know, just having that ease and convenience of just being able to jump on the monorail, right? Really cool. I would definitely suggest don't uh, shortchange yourself and not go look at some of these resorts because as you go to Disney and you find yourself going more and more, you're going to want to try out these resorts. And sometimes, I mean, really all the time, it's better to actually see it in person than online. For sure. I mean, they do a great job, Nick, with videos and stuff, but nothing like seeing it up close and personal. No, there really isn't. I and, you know, you and I, we look at these resorts all the time online yeah. and get these 360 tours. But I tell you what, when we travel out there, when we actually step foot in the right. resort, it is way different. And, and, and 100% of the time, it's much better than you imagine just by even looking at the pictures. For real. So the one thing that you do need to know, Virginia, is you can't take a bus from one resort to another resort. You're going to need to take a bus. Right. That's if you're going to be like at a park and right. you can go ahead and hop on that bus and go. So if you're at your resort, like so, I, what did she say? She was staying at a value resort, but I didn't. I don't remember which one she said. She's planning on staying at a value resort. So she's at a value resort. Okay. So you're at a value resort. Just take a bus to one of the parks or to Disney Springs and you can pick up a bus to whatever resort that you want to look at. And like Nick said, I I was going to reiterate this. You have, just by getting on the monorail, you can see three different resorts. You can see the Grand Floridian, Contemporary, and the Polynesian all in that one monorail visit. Plus you get the cool view of watching the monorail. Don't forget Shades of Green if you're military. It's right there, catty corner from the Polynesian. That's right. 
So you have all three of those definitely very different but cool experiences that you just want to be a part of. Then you could get off at Magic Kingdom, hop on the little boat and let it take you to the Wilderness Lodge. I encourage you to do that one because we literally went in that this last Christmas and they have rocking chairs all over their lobby. And I know Nick likes a good rocking chair too. He likes to do that at the Magic Kingdom. There were so many rocking chairs and they had the little fire going and they get the creek running through. That's a different experience. Yes. And and it's peaceful. Then there's Boardwalk, like Nick talked about, Yacht and Beach Club, Art of Animation, and you Animal can take King. water taxis too from there. I mean, you can yes. go you can go anywhere, Swan and Doll. I mean, you can go anywhere and check out stuff. On the yeah, if you're at the Boardwalk or Yacht and Beach Club, you can take a boat. Yes, or Animal Kingdom. Art of Animation is the one that's across from Pop Century that Nick loves, and then Animal Kingdom Lodge is cool. I just thought if you're going to go to those, why not while you're doing it? Because the Disney Imagineers put unique touches on each one, just like Nick was talking about, just like they do at Christmas for their Christmas trees. Even if you're not there at Christmas, there's still unique touches that go on there. Like there are, um, what are those things called, Nick, that uh, Native Americans put in front of their homes? I have totally lost. Total holes. holes. Thank you. Yeah. They have a Disney one at the Wilderness Lodge. I just happened to think about that when I was going over that. But I also had some restaurants that I was just going to recommend if you're going to visit any of these. Contemporary Resort has California Grill. Grand Floridian has the 1900 Fair. Polynesian Resort has Ohana. Boardwalk, the Flying Fish. I love how you incorporate food. I love it. Yacht and Beach Club has Cape May Cafe or Beaches and Cream. Animal Kingdom Lodge, Boma. There are many more that you could go to. Those are just some that I can recommend because I've been to them. And uh, yeah, definitely, 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 Virginia, take advantage of that time, especially if you have off days from the park. That is an awesome way to just spend a chill day and see what you can look forward to for your next trip. And it's really cool. So here's an experience, you know, take that monorail loop, go to the Polynesian, check out the beach there that they have next to all the bungalows and, and watch Wishes, you know, do oh, yeah, like they that. Pump the music. Or you can go to the Contemporary and check it out from the top or or they have other viewing areas as well and check that show as well. I mean, it's really cool. Go check out some of these resorts. They all offer a variety of things. All right. That's all we have for you today. Listeners, thanks again for listening to the podcast entertains that space between your ears. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, simply text us 407-674-0414. Email us mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to book your next trip and you want that free quote, don't be bashful. Get a little dopey with us. Text us 407-674-0414. Our contact is travel at mousecapadespodcast.net. Check us out on all of our social media accounts. Instagram is going to be mousecapades underscore Nick. Our Facebook page is going to be the mousecapades podcast. And don't forget about our Twitter feed. Our account is mousecapadespod. Be sure to listen to Wednesday's show as we dish the latest news, rumor, and history. And as always, Nick and I would like to thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Be sure and check out our friends at waltexpress.com for all things Disney. Well, Vixter, I think it's about that time. Peace. And love. Have Have a a magical magical day, day, my friends. You've been listening to the all-new Mousecapades podcast. Be our guest. Put our service to the test. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening. And have a magical day.